0: You ready? I'm
1: never ready. Just like my new Twitter says, I think too hard and I never have fun with.
0: I think too hard and I never have fun with anything.
1: No. I'm just sad all the time.
0: Mari, what is your new Twitter?
1: Uh, I actually have to check on that.
0: <laughs> I will put that in the <laughs> show not notes. Hot. I'm just going to add that shit to the show notes because neither one of us are ever going to actually remember all of our URL stuff when we get talking. And then, yeah. I just knew who we are as people.
1: I'm just really bad at keeping up with us, I don't even know how to use Twitter.
0: We're going to figure it out for you. Probably not, but. Don't you doubt my skills. Literally it's just me screaming, uh, screaming things into the void and anybody who reciprocates their feelings, uh, screams with me or screams at me for having feelings that I shouldn't as a brown woman.
1: I mean that's truly how it be sometimes, but you just gotta be unapologetic with it, which you already are.
0: I don't know whether or not you've met me, but I've never felt bad about a thing in my life.
1: That's a lie. That's a
0: total lie.
1: God damn. I'm so tired.
0: Yeah, but you love talking shit about Wyoming. I do love talking shit
1: about Wyoming. It was not a fun time.
0: By the way, before we get 15 minutes in this and forget, my name is Jordan Marika, that's Amari McGowan, and this is Rambler. Yeah, we Wyoming is a weird place, and the truth is, is that every time I have something like strange and slightly creepy happen, it happens in Wyoming.
1: Well, I've never been to Wyoming previously, but I think like my first encounter with it definitely wasn't something that I was really expecting.
0: Yeah, um, I we kind of
1: randomly picked a uh, a campsite not off of atlas that you kept in your car but we just kind of threw it
0: in we did pick it off the atlas we just found that there was a weird camp somewhere on google so we picked like the region but we had to find that campsite
1: yeah but i mean we paid we picked it based on time we were like okay well it's almost six o'clock or whatever so we should probably just kind of settle in for the night because we're not going to make it to yellowstone in the stretch yeah um So we randomly just picked this little campsite located in the center of Dayton, Wyoming.
0: Yeah, Bighorn National Forest.
1: Yeah. Oh, did you highlight that on the atlas? Yep. Uh, Uh, Ah. I don't know if you highlighted that before or if that was something like after it was like, let's remember this so we never go back.
0: Honest to God, I think that that, it's a warning, people. The thing is, is that it's not that the land isn't pretty, it's just that it was very, it was creepy, but not in, like, a good way, not in, like, an interesting way, but in, like, a possible white supremacists are watching us way. Uh.
1: Yeah, so we're driving in, and, like, on the little left-hand side, you know, they're having a cute little farmer's market, you know, everybody's out there buying their tomatoes and their fucking melon stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And then on the right-hand side, you know, we keep driving by, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. It's, uh, um, it's taxidermists. I'm like, cool. Like, don't usually see those, especially back home. And then there's the game processing center. And then there's another taxidermist. So we're like, wow, this is a really, really white area. (laughs) Like, incredibly white. Yeah. But we're still like, whatever, like, we're going to find this camping site, um we're gonna get there, whatever. I don't think either of us looked at the pictures, but then again we just kind of picked it and said, like, hey there's another one, like, a couple miles away that we could, you know, drive the half hour to if we don't like this one. Yeah. And we get turned around a couple times because there is a bridge that you could initially have crossed over. They built a whole new road and it
0: wasn't marked. Yeah.
1: Yeah, in order to get to the dirt road. So finally we find this dirt road We're driving down it for what seems like forever, but it's also not the first dirt road that we've encountered during this trip. So whatever, we're used to it. I love
0: me a good dirt road. I don't know about you, but that's why I have all wild drive.
1: I like dirt roads when they were cows that are surprised there, you know? Like that's fun.
0: Yeah, no, that was cute. We we found so we found like a whole herd of very suspicious cows because we drove out of the Badlands a weird way on this back dirt road through somebody's ranch luckily it was broad daylight so we could see what was happening but those cows were shook
1: they were like uh excuse me who are you you are not the rancher
0: they're like what
1: when you actually spook a cow who's just like uh what it's a lot of it's a lot of fun
0: well i just like that that one looked at us with a very accusatory look on its face and we weren't anywhere near it it was the other cows walked away from the road and this one was like uh, excuse me, drive as if your kids lived here, you know?
1: Like, mad disrespect
0: to those cows. I feel like, I feel like if that cow was a person, they'd have a I I need to speak to the manager haircut. <laughs> I might be reading a little bit too much into a cow's personality, but I was getting some strong okay, Karen vibes. But anyway,
1: we just, like, continue on the dirt road for forever. And Jordan's like, oh, yeah, the, the campsite's over there. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean, the campsite? campsite so yeah and it's just it's free it's just two spot parking they had no like platforms or anything like that for the tent built up um and then it was just kind of like a little like outhouse pretty much in between Mm -hmm. and then a warning about like mountain lions and all that good stuff so there's one little like campsite off to the left and there's another one off to the right and People have obviously ridden their horses through there because it's literally just covered in horse
0: shit. Yeah, one of them you can tell that somebody definitely like bed their horses down in there, and uh what well, the other thing we notice is that we think that it's a local spot for like all the young dudes to go out and drink and act a fool because both of the fire pits were completely full of glass bottles, and I'm not talking like, glass bottles. and I'm yeah, not talking I'm like. I'm not talking like a couple like people may have been there and stopped through because they were hikers and did something shitty this is a place that people regularly get fucked up at because the glass in that fire pit took us an hour to clean out and we had to and even after that when we started our fire to cook like several pieces of the glass still exploded
1: yes a little, like there was even a moldy sandwich in there it had gone blue the bread and everything had just turned blue it was just festering yeah it was disgusting and so we're like um we're gonna pick the campsite that one isn't covered in horse shit two isn't covered in horse piss and three you can't see from the road
0: yeah and we also pulled our car in backwards because uh my license plate in the state of kentucky you only have a back license plate So at that place we pulled up so that nobody could see my license plate number and so we could vote. We literally slept right next to the car so we could get the fuck out if we had to.
1: Yeah, I mean if you need to live leave the tent behind. Leave the tent behind. You can get a
0: twenty dollar tent at Walmart, baby. I don't care.
1: Literally. And we already had a Coleman tent. Plus,
0: there's always some room at the Dusty Pony.
1: Yes. AKA
0: The car. car. There's always a room in my car.
1: Even though we never opted when we actually needed sleep in the car but that point aside um i go to look for a little bit of kindling just because we did get firewood at a menards yeah on the way it was a menards we didn't stop at a gas station i don't think no
0: that one was a menards i remember because i was like we're only going to bring one cord of wood because we're we're trying to get to yellowstone yeah, so i want to carry
1: outside wood
0: By the way, when I say things like buy wood from your Menards, I don't mean buy wood from your Menards three states away and transport parasites and emerald ash borers. Don't be a prick. Buy it at your local place. Don't transport firewood. Don't play games.
1: Yeah, and if you can't take it with you, just...
0: Burn it. Leave leave it.
1: it Burn it. Leave it behind. People like us will go and, like, scourge your fucking campsite and then take all the wood that you left behind.
0: It's not scourging. It's scavenging people leave their shit behind and if that wood got wet and wasn't burnt people would just leave it there
1: and they only cut down enough trees call me a wood pirate because that's what
0: i'm doing we're definitely wood rats we for real were like oh you gonna leave stuff out at your campsite and leave we gonna take it we gonna take it
1: (laughs) so i go over to the side that's absolutely covered in horse shit and horse piss just because there are a lot of trees on that side and there are a lot of bushes so obviously there are a lot of um a lot of like sticks and twigs and everything that i can pick up and i can use to start this fire and i just kind of turn and i look in this bush and lo and behold there are like five tea torches yeah stuffed inside of a bush with the little like kerosene lamps that have a little wick on top that mm-hmm. you can set flame. i was like uh excuse me
0: See here's the thing, guys. Amari immediately jumps to Nazis and I immediately am not paying attention. Okay? This so she bitch
1: literally looks at me and says, Well, probably a bunch of guys having beers, you know? And I was like, dude, have you ever heard of Charlottesville?
0: And I had heard, I heard of Charlottesville. Completely different but I grew up in a
1: lively town.
0: Which you're right about. But I always like I'm just kind of like, things are not a big deal until they're a big deal. Which is not a good way to live. Your foresight is probably what kept me from doing a lot of silly shit. Praise God. Um, Amari was handed to me directly by the ancestors to make sure that I wasn't killed by my own ridiculousness and inhibition.
1: Yeah, if this were a Disney film, I would definitely be that animal that's like, um, can you just fucking not do... You'd be the
0: Sebastian to my Ariel.
1: I'd be the fucking
0: mooshu to your Mulan. You would would definitely be the mooshu to my Mulan. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, is that I make Amari not afraid of everything. So, together we work out. I have
1: anxiety, dude.
0: (laughs) I too have anxiety, but it makes me do compulsive things because I'm like, gotta do it or I won't be able to do it. And you're the one who's like... No, gotta think about doing it for seven days. Truly. And I'm just like, fight or flight, let's go, let's go! It's the comedy, it's like, it's the fucking ADHD, dude. It's just the anxiety that keeps me back. I'm like, maybe. I shouldn't
1: go this hard in this situation. Maybe I should not, not indulge in
0: this. Every time my anxiety makes me hesitate, I end up fucking myself up. So I'm kind of just like, Go for it, you know? Like, if you wait, something is going to happen. Anyways. I think on my
1: part, it's definitely a mixed bag. Anyways. But anyway.
0: Dayton, Wyoming. We're
1: like, was it realistically that scary? No, but I mean, like, the implications behind it definitely are, definitely could be, especially because I looked up the demographics of that place. I think that the last time they actually had, like, african-americans in that area was in like 2000 yeah we
0: made we made the black population go up by a full percent
1: just by us being there yes and plus it was just a little bit sketch too because the land is obviously a it's on a it's on a dirt road but it's Connecting to this road that's leading up to all these other homes that were kind of—I
0: wouldn't say necessarily in the mountains, but kind of like out of sight, up on a hill. Uh, For those of you who know Wyoming, it was ranch land,
1: basically. And like obviously, if there were people there, breaking glass, having a couple beers, you know, lighting up their tiki torches, maybe having their white supremacist meetings—I have no clue.
0: Here's the thing:
1: having beer with the
0: bros. I do not need a white man to associate himself with white supremacy to be dangerous you know what I mean like for those of you who know any statistics about how sexual assault breaks down for black and native women 80% of the time it's a white guy and I doubt that it's consciously in their head that they're doing it because they're racist but it's it's a thing and while we were traveling that's one of the things we have to worry about I'm black and native and Amari is black we look different in a lot of places and people notice and stare um, especially
1: when you are camping and a pretty rural area.
0: And I'm small so people always want to start shit. So I'm always on edge if I'm around people. We actually, this was the stage of the trip that we discovered we 100% prefer to be deep in the woods and near no cities or towns.
1: Yes. So I mean we played it safe. We did save one of the tiki torches and we just kind of burned it down to a sharp point, and we just kept that in the tent with us. Well, in the middle of the night, too, we had that incident where these people just kind of like pulled up like bats out of hell, like crashing oh. directly, not directly on the, but, you know, through the bush that was blocking where we were.
0: And they were walking around behind our tent, so I did not sleep at all that night.
1: I mean, we were barely prepared we had what two pocket knives um a bamboo stick that we burned down from the
0: torch um Mari always wants to go through our artillery list and I was just over <laughs> here like I really don't want to fist fight a drunk white guy in Wyoming that's like not not what I'm here for like, here's
1: a knife for you here's a knife for me the bamboo stick is in between us either way they they did end up leaving us alone but we did as soon as we wake, we woke up but they came. got
0: super fucking close to our tent y'all like i heard footsteps coming up and if i didn't have a very high-pitched and womanly voice i would have been like what the fuck you know but if i say things like what the fuck they're like oh there's an enchanting fairy in there with a quest for me you know it's not it's like flipping people off when we have tiny baby hands i just look like an angry doll.
1: And I mean, there was really no point in approaching the tent either. Like, clearly you see that there is a car parked here. You don't need any further exploration. Just pick the other spot, go sleep in the horseshit, leave us be.
0: I think dude is from there and was mad because he fell asleep in the back of his truck and I heard that girl bitching at him. And when I woke up and walked around in the morning and go see who the fuck he was, the girl wasn't there no more.
1: I really didn't pay attention because, honestly, picked up and skirt skirt got out of there
0: ASAP. I was awake before you and I went out of the tent like a couple few times but that was just because I was anxious so I was trying to figure out like where is he parked? Are there more people around here I don't know about you know?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah but we got the fuck out of Dodge. Like we will as soon as the sun rose neither one of us had slept so we straight up sat up broke down tent got the fuck out.
1: Yeah so then as soon as we drove in to Yellowstone, we pretty much just set up camp because we were very fortunate to get, um, like, there were a couple sites, but we were like, dude, we're tired by this point, so let's just set up the tent.
0: Just so you guys know, Amari and I live way farther away from each other than we ever wanted to, so we have to video call each other all the time. Uh, it's funny because, uh, we lived in a car together and then now we don't ever stop talking to each other. Yeah. But yeah, Um, so some things you should know about Yellowstone. Yellowstone is of course one of the most popular parks in the US, Um, but a good thing to know about them is that if you do want to camp in the park, they are busy normally until mid-September. Most of the roads get closed by November 4th, so there is like a big push sometimes for everybody to go see like fall colors and things there. But for the most part, Mammoth Caves is the only part of the park that's open year-round. So, this isn't one of those places that you can go do winter camping in, nor would I suggest it, frankly. Uh, no. Not with the roads.
1: because we... Um, yeah. I don't even know where to go with this. When we camped in Mammoth Springs, at that little, like, rim camp out there, we didn't have... An issue with it being far too cold, but when we moved up towards some of the, the inner base
0: camps. Basin camps, yeah. We went, so the way that uh, Yellowstone works is there is basically a mountain range that goes around it and the Tetons. So when you camp there, there are a couple of camps. Uh, Mammoth Caves is one of the most popular ones because Mammoth Caves is a big tourist site. That's where they have like their big city village thing built there at Yellowstone because they literally have cities built in this park um and so a lot of people people well most of the time people who are in there are retired folks and campers and it's like a vacation spot um but we went into the basin because we wanted to be we wanted to see another part of the park and the part of the park we were in was pretty and really nice but it was like not as cool
1: yeah I mean we had decided that by that point in the trip um we could make a couple of allowances and an extra day. We didn't have to keep, you know... Pushing ourselves. From point to point to point.
0: Yeah, I think that after the first week of rushing to get to the good stuff, we finally, like, set our pace at a more reasonable level. Because I remember the first night that we camped at, Yellow, at Yellowstone, we were so tired, we both literally, like, knocked out at 9. But we had been driving 8 to 15-hour days.
1: Yeah, we have been driving quite a bit.
0: Yeah, we were, like, truck stop hopping, too, so we weren't really sleeping anywhere flat. We were curling up in the back of the Dusty Pony.
1: I'm just, like, looking at this map of Yellowstone that I just pulled up. So we stayed at the Mammoth Springs little campsite right there. And then I think we camped again near Norris.
0: I think I have it, uh nope it's not marked on here because they don't have that one but yeah Norris was the one that we went to
1: yeah and then we pretty much explored every other portion of the park Um, we didn't go to (sighs) we didn't go down to like the fishing bridge or any of that but every other portion of the park pretty much we made an effort to explore we went up to Tower Roosevelt circled back around down to Lake Yellowstone. We'd gone to Canyon Village. Um, we'd gone down to Madison for a bit. We went down and saw Old Faithful.
0: Yeah. That was the one touristy thing so, we did, but that's just because geysers are cool as hell.
1: And also, we weren't there to see Old Faithful at all. Like, not just in general, not wanting to see Old Faithful by going to Lake Yellowstone. Like, that wasn't a plan.
0: But, it, was uh, just, it just wasn't on our list of things to grocery
1: do. Grocery shopping. We were out looking for like a store for fresh meat so that we could have chicken on our second night there.
0: It was my and birthday, is why we got fresh meat. By the way, y'all. Also, we realized we hadn't eaten anything but canned food or fast food for a week, and then we were both like, "Why are we shaky? Why do we have why are we headaches? Shaky?
1: Why am I angry? Why am I sleepy?"
0: And I was like, "Ah, oh, vitamins. Yes."
1: Yeah. So we made it. Um. We made it a point to go and look at some of the geysers down around there. And then when we got to the, like, around, like, the Visitor Education Center and all that other stuff, there were stores, and we're like, oh, shit, we can get chicken, and we can get beer and whatnot, and we can get coffee and all that other good stuff. And And just so
0: you guys know, this was August 30th, and my birthday was August 31st, so part of the reason we stayed is because I was like, we're going to have to drive through my birthday to get to Olympia anyways, But I would rather spend my morning waking up in Yellowstone, you know, so we, so we decided to take two days there just so like I could take a couple extra days to just chill, enjoy my birthday. We could slow down and kind of, I think we spent a lot of time refiguring how we wanted to do the trip at that point because we had a lot of different ideas as to where we were going to go, but with road trips like planning all of your stops doesn't work until you really get into it especially because the way me and amari like to experience things is we like driving down the side of the road and seeing a sign and turning off to go find the place you know
1: yeah we really didn't plan any specific any specific stops. We had thought, like, oh, maybe we might do something broadly, but there were things that we didn't end up doing. Like, we didn't end up going to California, and we didn't end up going to a hot springs either.
0: Yeah, I just think that we kept getting so turned around while trying to find them that we kind of were just like, meh, next time.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, I don't know. I guess we can, like, talk about Colorado... When that episode comes along, and we can talk about why we didn't end up going to um, a hot spring there, and a majority of that was due to the weather.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. We did decide to travel as it got closer to fall, which means things started getting colder sooner. Uh, We got lucky though, because far
1: less to camp out.
0: Yeah, well, we 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 got lucky though because we didn't get hit by a storm until our last night out. Uh, So yeah. bastards it was, I really like Yellowstone, it was a good time
1: fun, It's a lot of fun, I mean it was really cold, the day of your birthday, I just kind of turned around and I was like, hey, happy birthday, it's cool because I did not sleep
0: no, my favorite was you literally woke me I literally woke up and you were staring at me with your little head poking out of your fucking sleeping bag and I turned around and saw you and was like ah! and, and you were like happy birthday, it's cold as fuck I'd been up
1: since, like, 3 in the morning because it was so cold. My sleeping bag is certified to 40 degrees. And it was... I was like, oh, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It was no, fucking it
0: 20. Was, it was, like, 20.
1: Well under. And I had fallen asleep. And it just was not a good time. we got up that morning, like, near, or like, that Norris campsite or whatever that we'd been at. Everybody was decked out in their Columbia gear and their North Face gear and everybody, you know, had their, like, little fires going, and they had their Coleman stoves out, and it's just us two idiots just freezing to death.
0: It's my bitch-ass barefoot running around with a blanket wrapped around my shoulders like that is a reasonable thing to be dressed in when it's that cold. And we were just, like, running back and forth to the fucking car, like, let's go, let's get. <laughs> we were we like, gotta get out of here. It's, it was so cold that the both of us were literally like, how do we get to the bathroom? Like, what are we gonna do? And here's the thing, y'all. I brought a ratty-ass, old-ass sleeping bag that was basically just a fucking, like, quilt with a zipper around it, and a bitch was cold. So it's not even that I slept, it's that I curled into a ball in my sleeping bag and just huddled till morning. And here's the thing, <laughs> I just, I, we, here's the thing. Amari and I, every time something like this happened during the trip, and we were both like, hey, maybe we should fucking go sleep in the car. We'd look each other dead in the face and one of us would say, no, we die like men. And then, and
1: then that particular like night, we hadn't even bothered speaking to each other. We hadn't looked at each other. Nobody had said a peep. And in the morning, it was like, maybe we should have gone. Yeah, that the was car. the one time. That would have been a good idea.
0: That was the one time where we both had ourselves fucked up.
1: I was like, listen, like, we're camping out. We're going to camp out. We are going to suffer. And then afterwards, I was like, maybe it, it would have been a better idea had we just gone and packed up and laid in the car. Because honestly this weather's
0: got me fucked up on, so after this we found a thrift store like right outside of Yellowstone and I bought a second fucking sleeping bag and from there on out I was shoving one sleeping bag into the other and doubling it up because it just kept getting colder and colder but yeah anyways just don't be stubborn y'all you can find a, you can we got find a
1: homeless disaster
0: blanket we did get a homeless disaster blanket and that is a very good thing to use here's the thing y'all sleeping gear, sleeping bags and camping gear doesn't have to be expensive everybody you know has camping gear that they don't use or a sleeping bag that they don't need and thrift stores sell them for like 5 to 15 bucks so if you are like getting overwhelmed by the prospect of getting these things don't be, it might take you a little bit more time to find them but there ain't nothing wrong with only paying 50 bucks for a North Face sleeping bag
1: and on top of that go a sleeping for really cold weather because you're you're really gonna thank yourself later whenever it does drop below 40 degrees inevitably and you're sitting in Yellowstone at 2 in the morning and wondering why your life sucks that hard
0: well not only why your life sucks that hard but why you and your best friend can't simply admit defeat and carry your asses back to the car where you fucking belong
1: (laughs) I literally put in the show notes if you need to throw in the towel there's no shame in doing it so, unless
0: you're us. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Here's the thing. We're tough as hell and cool as fuck. We didn't bring no stove. We didn't bring enough gear. We was balling on a budget. We ate mostly canned food. And we still didn't. We actually had
1: really good campfire meals. Yeah. Really good campfire me-
0: Listen, meals. Listen, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I want to put together an entire zine of my ability to cook over any heat source uh we did
1: really well. There were some campsites that we had uh we puttered around looking for wood that we found like hot dogs, like like the wrappers and like those Vienna like sausages and like macaroni like just add the hot water just like really pour Meals, And I was out have, here making braised
0: chicken thighs and black beans and rice. And I was making us, like, tacos. I made us, y'all, I made us this, okay, I'll tell, mm, the lamb that I made the night before we drove home. Goddamn.
1: And we had a, a yogurt sauce on top of it.
0: God and a, And guess what? A bitch made that on a table in the middle of Colorado, and I cooked it before a rainstorm almost washed us out. Gorgeous meal. Beautiful. It was so good. It so good. I know, we were literally chewing on the bones the next morning because we were like, well, we're still hungry. We
1: had a great
0: time. We had a really great time. Yeah. We, uh, part of this entire podcast is we want to encourage people who are like us, who are either urban or not super experienced or just like brown and black and have never been camping with nobody to just go do the damn thing.
1: Truly, and a lot of the videos that you find, especially if you're looking at like REIs, um, YouTube, and stuff like that, a lot of the meals that they have suggest that you just dehydrate it, throw it in a plastic bag, and then take it with you. And I mean, you can do that if you really want to plan ahead. In our case, we really just went, we picked up the sample, we put that in a bag, and when we want meat or fresh veggies, we just stopped by a store or a market wherever we were, picked up what we needed, and we were able to eat really well there. Just because you're camping doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice, like, a well-cooked meal.
0: Well, yeah, and one of the episodes I think we're going to do specifically once we get through all the ones about all the places we stopped is going to be about campfire cooking. Um, And then we'll, like, hopefully get some questions from people and delve into more specific things that we learned about camping. But, uh... Yeah, Yellowstone was the first time where we actually started to feel really secure in what we were doing, actually. It was kind of like our point of no return. We realized that, like, there was no going back after we got this far. And so we kind of just leaned into the chaos a little bit.
1: And you really had to live that sort of lifestyle because for us, in the middle of Yellowstone, especially being at the Norris camp, up at, like, the, the, like, in the basin. hmm You don't have, you don't have signal, Wi-Fi, or
0: anything. No. Anything like that. You haven't heard from your family in two days, and they haven't heard, we're dead. They're dead out in the wilderness. It's like, no, bitch, we're thriving. Um, here's the thing. My dad already knew that I was fine. He definitely would have gotten the heebie-jeebies in the middle of the night, and would have shown up in fucking Portland had some shit happen. Because he just, like, knows. Um, but it's nice that your family cares about you. Mine are just like, don't get eaten. You know?
1: Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's because they care, I think. Um, so did you finally get eaten by a bear or, like, what's going on? It is what it is, my dude. We if can it deal. Needs to be re-recorded, whatever. We've already got a base. Yeah.
0: Um, what were we talking about? Oh, here's what I am gonna say. That was also the first time that we dealt with some racism oh yeah and i am going to talk about that because when this shit happens it's not okay amari and i were trying to do the research and it turns out that less than seven percent of visitorship to national parks because they don't actually keep this number so this is a guesstimate is under seven percent and you can tell because i was getting in line and i was assigned a number to get a camping spot because they were running of them really quick and they let this blonde little polish bitch hopped me in line and the park ranger lady said oh you're gonna have to wait a while because the guy in there likes to talk for a long time to pretty girls said that to the polish bitch and to the two white french women behind me but didn't say shit to me about me being pretty and then another dude came out and was like everybody needs to line up behind the girl in this tank top thing with the hair i'm like uh what the fuck do you mean with the hair
1: And just to preface this, um, I stayed in the car just in case it needed to be moved, because whenever we pulled in, sometimes they make you pull off to the side, and then one person gets out of the car and goes and waits in line in order to, like, sign up for a spot. Yeah. Um, Sometimes they have a little parking lot, and this particular scenario, they had a little parking lot, so I just kind of, like, sat in the car and just, like, journaled a little bit, wrote some stuff, and waited for Jordan. To come back. So this isn't something that I had experienced firsthand. Yeah. But nonetheless, we still got a spot.
0: First of all, compared to those cracker bitches, I am a motherfucking dime. They ain't got a full lip to split between the three of them, so I don't want to fucking hear it. How dare they? They have me fucked up on my birthday. i for real about to be like, bitch, do you know what day it is?
1: And then, like, didn't you say that there was a guy... There from Colorado or something like that.
0: He'd been like... I'd been waiting and his ass tried to... Like, we've been
1: in
0: Yellowstone. He was like, yeah, me and my girlfriend are doing a really intense road trip. We drove from here and I was like, bruh, I drove from Kentucky because he was trying to talk about how I should let him get in front of me to get a spot because he drove from Colorado and him and his girl was tired. And I was like, oh, Go, my dude like uh first off second of all it's first come first serve shut the fuck up about it
1: clearly we have some intense
0: feelings about this well we also dealt with a lot of bullshit at that specific moment and it really was unnecessary you know what i mean there is no reason when you are in a professional setting that you need to make any commentary on anybody's appearance unless you say something like please line up behind the person in the black shirt because I was wearing of, a black tank on top. On top of
1: that, there's no reason to flat out tell other people that a very particular ranger is going to have preferences. And who he talks to first. Like, we're all standing in line. It's first come, first serve. There were nine spots. You were, like, the fifth person in line. So you're guaranteed a spot. So there's no reason.
0: To mention to that re- other people. are the line. Or to literally point to people beside me and tell them that they are attractive and I am not included. Do better, park ranger service. I don't give a goddamn how old you are. Tighten up. I That's mean a whole ass move. <clears throat> for real, that was unnecessary. And I, if I wasn't in a line waiting for only seven spots and didn't know that they were probably gonna fuck me over if I said something, I, if they were fifteen spots, I would have been like, bitch. And then we've been like, and now you can't tell me nothing because I know there's 15 spots left. Me and, like, up. that's
1: not the first time that we've experienced something like that during the trip. We got that again in Utah because we did some um, some back camping. Yeah. Some backcountry camping. And the woman there was like, um, you know it's first come, first serve. I'm like, yeah, so we're going to drive up there and see... There was just a lot of insinuation in her tone and the interaction that she had that, like, we weren't cut out for doing that sort of camping.
0: And I, for real, looked at her and I was like, we've been doing this for three weeks now. I think we're good.
1: We literally brought up, like, dude, like, we've camped pretty much everywhere. We just camped on the beach. We camped in Yellowstone.
0: And also, mind your goddamn business.
1: <laughs> Some things aren't about you, Karen. Literally.
0: Literally. Don't make...
1: We're asking you for a fucking map of Arches. Give us a fucking map and shut up.
0: Honestly. You know you have to bring water in. Well, bitch, it's hot, so I thought.
1: There are signs everywhere. Anyways,
0: we'll get into it when we actually get down to Utah. But that was... It's... I was hoping that nothing like that would happen because microaggressions really throw people for a loop and then I'm upset on my own birthday because somebody decided to make me feel like I was insignificant for no goddamn reason and people think that that's like overreacting but when shit like that happens to you all the time almost every day your whole life like one more gin is too many gin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was just not having it, especially because I was hungry.
1: <laughs> We're just trying to get this campsite. We woke up really early so that we could go and find a spot just because luckily those ones are first come, first serve. They're not necessarily call ahead. And I don't know if Yellowstone in particular does have a call ahead policy for some spots.
0: Uh, most of the sites, except for the ones right in the basin, are not reservable. So you have to go down there yourself
1: so in our case, it was, we got up really early, it was freezing, we barely slept the night before, and we're trying to reserve another spot in particular, and you're blocking us from doing so, even though, like, we're one of the first people in line.
0: Yeah, and I was, that Polish girl smiled at me, but I'm glad she got a campsite that wasn't near us, because I would have been like, hey, you skipped me in line, I don't give a fuck where you're from.
1: Literally do not care.
0: Cause, like, take your ass back to Europe. Fuck off.
1: And briefly, also just talking about campsite etiquette on top of it, if it's really late in the evening, it's like two in the morning, there's no reason for you to be playing really loud music. There's no reason for you to be walking around and being, like, just. Dis- Disruptful in any sort of way. We had had that in Yellowstone on two different occasions Yeah, people being unnecessarily rowdy Really early in the morning or really late in the night. However, you consider it So just be quiet after a certain time and stop disturbing people
0: Yeah, everybody's trying to have a good time, but also we're sleeping in nylon Structures we can hear everything you're doing
1: yeah because like mammoth was fine but the people next to us were rude just as hell loud the entire night like we heard a lot of elk calls and they decided that it was fine for them to also participate in the elk calls it's like it's really late be quiet let the wildlife do their thing
0: this is their home not yours That's the other thing that you should know about Yellowstone. When you go to Yellowstone, they're not joking. The wildlife is all around you. That is why they have, that's why every time that a park is in the news about a bad animal-human interaction, it's Yellowstone because a lot of people go there, but they have a huge, dense, and diverse population of wildlife. And people think that they're more important than they really are is how I'm gonna say it. The first time I was in Yellowstone, I got caught in two bison stampedes that were not caused by any behavior I had. They were caused by, frankly, white people playing games. So the first one I was in, uh, I took my sister down to the bathroom from another camp, um, cause I've taken a lot of road trips, it's kind of a thing that my family does, I've been to Yellowstone like once before, and I took my little sister who was 10 at the time down to a bathroom. Bison are not particularly aggressive, but it was calving season, so a lot of bison were, like, giving birth, and that, of course, heightens a few situations. So I saw this bison that was clearly in labor around the bathroom, and I picked up my sister, and I took her the fuck back to camp. You can pee on a tree. Um, but the other reason I did that is because I saw this middle-aged white woman with the flash full on on her camera coming up on this bison, and there was a bull bison right behind her. And I was like, this is no good. So with a brisk and quiet walk, I scooped up my little sister, who was like, like yelling at me because Julian don't know how to act. But, um, so I drug her little ass back to camp. I was like, you will fucking be quiet right now. And she's like, I don't know why you're overreacting, but she's also the one I had to drag out of that fucking gas station in Wyoming when those dudes were talking about sexually assaulting us. So, um... Yeah, the last time I drove through Wyoming, some scary shit almost happened. Um, But I was dragging her, and I was doing it quickly and quietly, and as soon as I got back to the car, my mom went, Jordan, there is a bison behind you. And I said, everybody get in the car and hold your fucking breath. And we shoved them kids in the car, and I was like, if you so much as breathe. You know? So here's the thing about bison. Bison. Their vision is meant mostly for motion, so they're herd animals. The way that they can tell that something is coming up on them and to defend themselves is by movement. So if you sit in your car and you keep perfectly quiet, they're gonna see it as one large mass, like a rock or a tree, and they're not gonna assume that there are people in there. So if you stay quiet and you mind your business, they'll go around. They'll leave you alone. You honk at it or start that car up, bison flip cars, people. I love them. They're beautiful animals. But I mind my business. You know what I mean? A fed bear is a dead bear. Never try to talk to a moose. Leave the bison alone.
1: Leave the elk alone,
0: too. Oh, yeah. People was trying to go up to these... Well, the first time I was there, I walked away from an elk. There was another black family there, and that was good because me and my sisters and this dude and his kids walked up, and there was this elk laying on the ground that nobody saw, and it was an elk with a full rack, like a big he was a big boy is what i'm gonna say and i took my hands and i did a measurement of his antlers and of the width of my body and homeboy across the way gave me the thug nod and we both backed up you know yeah and we even had a similar moment
1: too because we were in mammoth springs there was one particular elk there who just she just wanted to keep walking through right through people's campsites didn't give a fuck about anybody and we decided oh yeah you know we
0: are going to go and hike up to mammoth springs from the site um they're a fuck ton of elk yeah laying around up there and we were like mm, well, maybe not what was funnier is they were bedding down for the night which we really should have thought about because that's what they're doing at that time it was our fault for not really paying attention but we walked and like six of them stood up and i was like we're gonna go we're gonna go back to camp for now because they're busy. Yep, my own business. You know, if go you, eat some ramen. Let's, let's go eat some ramen. Let's chill. Let's cool it. Um, yeah. I know everybody really wants to see something extraordinary when they're in nature, and I do too. But leave them alone. You know, every time. There is an inappropriate or dangerous interaction between a human and an animal. It is not the human being who faces the consequences of their actions. And we know better. They are defending themselves and their homes as is their right because we are stepping into their realm. This is not our place. And so you need to act with respect. I got a couple of good pictures of bison. I got a pretty close Polaroid. But guess what? When the bison walk up on the road, I turn my car off and I wait for him to go. I don't honk at him. I don't try to drive them. I don't try to start shit.
1: I, I try just... to get up close to them. All, like, the photos were taken from the safety of the car. And, and the fact th- is that sometimes you're going to be driving and there are going to be bison on the road and there are going to be elk walking around. And I mean, obviously, they're kind of used to people being around. That's still not an excuse to approach a wild animal with any sort of intention. So, the photos that we did get were literally like.
0: At a distance. Walking by. Or mm-hmm. we
1: were lucky enough to get a still photo of them because they stopped walking and, you know, we weren't driving anywhere.
0: Right. Leave them alone. Uh, <laughs> I love bison. I love them. I think they're super cute. I also know that I don't want to be stomped in the ground to death. No. Not a big fan. I don't, don't want to be.
1: All the way back to Kentucky. No. By bicep.
0: that's not. Oh, don't want to be flung into the ether. You know.
1: I don't want to be kicked so hard that my guts fall out of my ass.
0: I truly don't want to get sent into the next realm. I
1: don't want to be
0: impaled I don't want to be projected into the ozone. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Do you remember that vine of that little girl in the swing who falls off the back and people ended it? is rolling
0: off into space, that's literally what a bison will do to you. <laughs> um, we do, here's the thing. I eat meat. I like meat. I prefer game meat. Another thing that a lot of people are really on Yellowstone Park Rangers about is the regular culling of bison herds. Just so you guys know, culling of herds is a necessity at this point. We have destroyed and eradicated a lot of the populations of apex predators that used to serve the part of the ecosystem to balance things out by eating the sick and diseased animals. So when they were trying to revitalize the population of bison, they started with 200, 300 bison, and no, it was way less than that. I'm mixing a number up somewhere here. I think it was literally like originally like 25 bison. I'm gonna have to double check my source on that. And so when you breed over several generations, animals genetically get more close to each other and that's how disease happens. And so there's a big problem where when the cull comes around, people who don't know what they're talking about protest it. Shut up. Literally. I don't care what your philosophy on life is, you don't understand how the ecosystem works if you don't understand that herd animals have to feed apex predators. And humans are apex predators. And because we have destroyed and limited the populations, like, one of the problems in Yellow Springs right now, Yellowstone, is that when wolf populations spread out, because you can't tell wolves to only stay in one place, the wolves, ranchers shoot them. And so it, it, we have all of these problems that we have because we don't understand ecology, When, frankly, they've proven that if you keep a couple of big dogs to herd your cattle, that normally keeps wolves away. People would rather shoot them. Uh, People have had issues with bison being allowed to return to their natural habitat and roam freely because that could compete with cattle. Cattle are an invasive fucking species and they are terrible for the ecosystem here. They were not meant to be here. Bison were. So pro bison till I die. Love them. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Furthermore, furthermore, if you're one of those city people who gets on rural people about hunting deer, have a good time with that wasting disease that's spreading all over the country now. Y'all need to shut up and get your own bows and go out there and start helping yourselves. Because if we keep letting herd animals replicate like this, we're going to have a big problem later. Learn about ecology. Read a book. Word. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just let you go off my dude. You gotta, you gotta
0: get it out. I have a really, I've I've got deep feels. I've got really deep feels about indigenous things. Speaking of which, we have to talk about this source that we were looking up when we were looking up sources for bison. Because even though I personally could rant about bison for another hour and a half, I'm not gonna. Um, we could do a whole bison episode. I love them. But... One of the websites that we found... What the fuck was that website called? It was called... All About Bison. It was called All About Bison. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, I don't normally like to drag people to hell in public, which is also a lie. At, um... Fellow native people, if you love yourself, don't go to that fucking website. She, for real, is on some settler bullshit. And she's all up... Uh, Teddy Roosevelt's ass and straight up pretends like the eradication of bison was not a purposeful policy in order to enact genocide upon Native American people. And as we know, and as multiple sources that we will be adding will prove to you, the eradication and removal of bison was done on purpose. They would say one dead bison equals one dead Indian. So when I talk about bison and their importance in the revitalization of bison populations across the United States, it has not as much to do with the fact that I'm an animal activist which people wouldn't call me an animal activist because I refuse to be vegan which is another thing but I I just the historical denial it gets me don't go to that fucking website is all I'm saying
1: I'm just letting you go Anyways, the
0: rings have been loosened. The ri- <laughs> you were like, okay, we're going to tighten up. And then you're like, oh shit, she's, she's talking about bison. Let her go! Um, Yeah, I I felt some type of way about reading that. I literally had to send that source to you because I was like, am I fucked up or is this really, really gross? She repeatedly I... calls us Indians. It's 2019. I'm
1: just going to go back. And look at one of the pages. It says, who saved the bison? I didn't really look at the rest of the source. But it said, the real extermination of buffalo was caused by the demands of trade. There can be no doubt. Aided and abetted by sportsmen, Indians, and others. I was like, excuse me?
0: For my fellow people, nation to nation, I want to feel a collective eye roll shoot throughout the universe this Monday. Because we know that's some bullshit. Can't stand it. You hate to see it. <laughs> what else? What else do we got to talk about when it comes to Yellowstone?
1: Literally the only other thing that we have on the list, because we, um, let me go back. We covered the two tips. First of which was being real realistic about the temperature changes when you're camping. Mm-hmm. The second of which was how to interact with wildlife, which is really important. Yeah. So the only other thing is just seeing some fucking hippies with a didgeridoo. Oh,
0: playing Oh man. Um, old faithful. Oh buddy. <laughs> that was good. That was so good. Um, y'all. We went to go see this geyser go off. And we were we were in the parking lot and this bus, this bus was decked out. It was like it was tie-dye. They had party bus written on the front, and these barefoot Grinch finger wearing white people done stepped what out of that saying? bus carrying fucking <laughs> I horns. Literally- like rag tag dude.
1: clothing you find it at like your local head shop fucking
0: jembes.
1: yeah you find these clothes at like your local crystal shop like god damn patchouli wearing three bastards three, three hippie clothing was like what you expect to see a man with like six foot dreads wearing
0: and I'm glad we didn't get any closer cause they looked like they smelt bad
1: but they also look like they would be a lot of fun to hang out with.
0: I'm not saying I wouldn't take their shrooms if they asked me to. I'm just they look saying like they would
1: be a lot of fun to hang out with. But yeah. I don't I don't think they'd smell like BO. I think they would also smell like us, which is incense, bug spray, and a little bit of BO because if we haven't bathed in 4 days, they have definitely not bathed in 4 days. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun, though. So they come out, and we, like, I think initially they went into the market as well, because when they first came out, we were heading in to buy our, our chicken. We had a, a freezer bag, by the
0: way. Yeah, I got a freezer, like, a cooler bag from a grocery store in upstate New York called Wegmans, and because it rolls up and you can shove it anywhere, that's what we used to as our cooler the whole trip. It was super useful. Yeah,
1: so initially we had no intention of seeing Old Faithful go off. We just happened to be in the right place at the right time. So, we bought this chicken, we bought some kombucha, and um, we had a couple of... Oh, we bought beer, too. We threw that inside the the cooler bag, put that in, and I think they were also going to the market. But when we decided, oh, hey, we're also going to look at Old Faithful, as we're walking by, we decide not to sit on the side with literally hundreds of people.
0: Yeah. They have weird stands out there. So, we took, like, a trail and we walked up behind it. You can... You couldn't necessarily see it as closely, but I got videos that I'm going to be putting up on the Patreon, and we saw it perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's going to shoot up a ridiculous fucking hype anyway in person, so I mean, wherever you watch it, you're still watching it. Yeah. And we're like, that's some weird music, and we're walking by, and there's literally a dude with a fucking didgeridoo, and they have drums and everything just playing as this geyser is going off. On. One second,
0: allow me to set the scene. We was sitting out there watching the geyser and we hear faint drums in the background.
1: I was like, is there a drum circle?
0: Just like weird tribal music, you know, like beats antique belly dancer white people shit. And we come around the corner and we're like, where is this phantom music coming from? And what do you know, it was the hippies. It
1: was those hippies. Still no shoes on, definitely cold.
0: I've got no judgments about no shoes but it was pretty funny
1: it was cold it was misty it was still under 30 degrees that morning it did not feel good i had to bust out those thermal leggings and that north face jacket that i stole from my mom
0: oh yeah i brought out i bought myself a thermal shirt that's when i got that red shirt isn't it yeah yeah
1: <clears throat> you had the the thermal shirt that i I don't know, I think you picked it up in South Dakota.
0: Thermal shirt, wool flannel. That's the way. Yep,
1: we're just walking around doing our thing. Look over. They have no heavy coats on, but they're going in
0: hard. I want to know the drugs they were on, because it seems like they were having fun. And I know that we were barely sober because it was my birthday. Um, But, listen, just because we're trying to encourage people to go out in the wild doesn't mean that we're not going to get turned. Okay. Um.
1: Nah, sometimes you just gotta get drunk on Yellowstone beer, my dude This
0: is, this is, it was about friendship, people Time to bond Um, it was, it was a scene
1: Aw, so much fun, though Mad respect I hope they're doing well
0: I hope that they continue to live in that bus across the, across the country And
1: just... I hope everybody has an opportunity to be blessed with the sound of a didgeridoo when they are least expecting
0: it It's alarming, but also charming.
1: I was like, that is the whitest shit that I've seen.
0: Anything else? Do we have anything else we gotta cover?
1: No. I think that's literally it.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's our next episode gonna be about? We're gonna talk... We've we decided that we wanted to take an entire episode to talk about our experience at the Little Bighorn. And it's interesting because we, were, we literally only stopped through for like one to two hours. But, uh... We have a lot don't to say. I not even
1: think it was two hours. I think we were there for like an hour. We looked around uh, the little museum that they had. We looked around the shop that they had a little bit, and then we went out and we looked at the the memorial. We didn't take pictures at all that entire trip.
0: No, I I went out because I wanted to put tobacco out on the memorial for the Cheyenne, Arapaho, and Lakota people who died there. So. Yeah. We We didn't
1: take any pictures of anything.
0: uh, By the way, the entire time I was traveling, I was regularly putting tobacco out at places that people had recommended to me. For those of you who aren't indigenous, um, curating relationships with the land also needs to come with an acknowledgement of the people who are actually from there. And so even as somebody who is black and indigenous, I still try to not uh, disrespect other people On their homelands you know what I mean and the little bighorn even though it is of course very specific to the history of Plains people is a big deal to all of us so it just I feel like it would have just been improper to not stop there anyways we're gonna be talking about Custer who I hate who everyone should hate um the calvary the calvary which i hate and everybody should hate and uh the actual history as we interpret it of the end of the indian wars which for those of us who are still living in this day and age as indigenous people we don't really consider it over so Be prepared. That episode is probably going to be a little bit more graphic and a little bit more heavy hitting than what we do uh, because we are going to be talking about what led up to these things. So if we'll talk about this at the top of the next episode as well. But if you are somebody who is very sensitive to subjects of sexual assault, murder, genocide, things that are terrible. If you don't want to hear about things that are terrible, might not be the episode for you. For those of you who are not indigenous, listen to the episode. You should know. Even if it makes you uncomfortable. That's that on that. Truly. Any any parting? Any final words?
1: No, I don't have a song of the week this week. I
0: do. It's So Sick by Jen Jones.
1: I recommend it. I yes. recommend it. I'd
0: Go listen to that song. We love it. So sick.
1: And anything by Doja Cat since so she's coming out with a new album and she might be going on tour. Um, does it have any relevance to the podcast? No. Is it good? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we'll, uh, we'll be back at you in a couple of weeks with a little bit of a heavy episode. It's going to be fun. We're still going to have a good time, but Be prepared
1: word bye